This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I have Eric with me once again for a new series of Spoiling Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi edition. Eric, hello there. Perfect. Yes, yes, we have a brand new edition and and I'm excited about this, but I continuously forget that it's either called Obi-Wan or Kenobi or realize that it is the show is actually Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is yeah. super original, but I, I every time I type <laughs> it into like, google or imdb i'm like what the hell was it called again is it obi-wan so yeah it's it's yeah it's obi-wan kenobi i tend to just refer to it as kenobi but okay yeah see i almost would tend to call it obi-wan because i think obi-wan is is better but who who knows it they've combined the two and and we're excited to have it here and it was kind of unique that they dropped two episodes at once yes I don't know if this is true or if I made this up in my head or if I heard a rumor or something, but because it was originally supposed to drop a few days earlier, and I'm not sure what the reasons were, but for some reason they pushed it out to the Friday. I feel like there was some sort of like almost PSA type <laughs> advertisement or whatever with Ewan McGregor explaining that it was you know pushed out a couple of days. And the way he phrased it was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be a couple of days later than you were expecting, but we're going to go ahead and drop a two episodes at once for you to make up for it was kind of the vibe I got there. So, yeah, no, I'm not, no, I'm not complaining. It, no, <laughs> no, I'm not complaining either. And I think it was the 45th or, or some type of anniversary from the original uh, New Hope come out. I think, yes, you know, yes, I think that was yes. some type of deal. Not that that mattered. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter which day are you going to watch it. It's all all is well. So Todd, we, we, I really didn't have much a, of an understanding of the, the plot line that's, you know, and so forth. We watched what, maybe one or two trailers prior to they launched. So we yeah. had some in, information in there, but since I am not, didn't watch the clone wars, you know, didn't watch rebels, right. uh, you know, some of these characters that they were throwing out there that we knew that the inquisitor and, and so forth were in there. I had zero understanding. And I said, well, we'll just figure it all out when it comes to the screen. And, yeah. and that's essentially, essentially what happened. And so far, so good. I appreciate what they're doing. It's not necessarily a far-fetched story. I think it's realistic for what we would envision Obi-Wan to be doing during his, you know, tenure on Tatooine. Um, right. What's your over, overall thoughts and opinions of, you know, I, I guess against the expectations? What did you expect? I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, I didn't expect much because I didn't know much going in. Like kind of like you said, like the, the the trailers did not give much away. I guess the one thing that the trailers did kind of put in my head is, uh, you know, you saw the Inquisitors, which because I have watched Rebels, I, I knew something about. Um, and I thought that was exciting. I thought it was weird that they were showing a bunch of stuff off planet. Because I guess yeah. I was just under the impression like, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the Clone Wars, he took Luke to Tatooine, and that's where they chilled until Episode Four, when they, you know, go into Moss Eisley, and and you know rent Han Solo and his ship. So I, w I was curious as to what the heck that was all about. Watching it and then bringing Leia into the situation, 
was a bit of a shock to me because I wasn't expecting her to be involved at all. Um, yeah. And turns out she's kind of a major driver, <laughs> major plot point to this. Like Luke, you see for all of what, 30 seconds through some macro binoculars. <laughs> sure. Um, but Le- Leia plays a pretty big role in this. So that, that was surprising. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it, but it was not something I was expecting. Yeah, no, no, I was shocked by that as well. I think that was one of the key points, and it kind of, you know, got me on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh, cool, this is that they're bringing the Organas on on film here, mm-hmm. uh, which which makes sense, to be quite honest. Is like, yeah. what, what what would be the reason that Kenobi would leave, you know, and go off playing? I mean, and truth be told, and I don't know how long this is. I'm guessing six six parts, maybe. It would be tough to do another Tatooine. Full fledged oh, Tatooine all, show. Yeah, all Tatooine all the time. Yeah. They I mean this is <laughs> this is the hub of the goddamn galaxy. <laughs> right. And New Hope when Luke you know describes it as, you know, if there's a bright center of the universe, this is the place that's farthest from it. Well, hmm. yeah, but it I'm does sure. seem to be the hub yeah. of all the action that we get to see. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of focused. You know, we're kind of focused on this one. This is where the camera is stationarily set up, and they're like, "Well, you kind of have to go here if you want to be on film." So, yeah. uh, well, I do have a couple questions about that, even because I wrote it down because they mentioned the outer rim for a while. You know, the lady gets her hand chopped off mm-hmm. um, because she says you don't have any jurisdiction in the outer rim and the taxation of the outer rim. Right. Uh, do you have any explanation of what what this system is? What is the outer rim? Why do they reference it in the movies? And, and I mean, I understand just from the terms themselves that obviously the outer rim they must be you know the capital might be what Corson or so forth. And these are planets that are so far away or small or just like we don't care about, much like our Pluto. Is that is that correct? <laughs> what's what's going on with this outer uh, rim? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. The Star Wars galaxy is sort of like Coruscant is 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 kind of at the center. Like it it is in what they call the core. It's the core, the core worlds, and so the further you get out from that, like it kind of radiates out in sort of like a dartboard, I guess. You could okay. Say. Sure. And the further out you get, I mean, the further away you are from the core. Like Corellia is 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 in there. It's like the more populated, more civilized worlds. Uh-huh. Kind of close to the center, like that's where okay. all the action happened. And as you know, explorers and scouts went further afield, things get you know less and less civilized or less and less traveled, sort of a deal. So you've got the core. I forget what the next sort of layer is called, and then there's like the mid rim, and the outer rim is kind of like you know on a con- set of concentric circles. It's the out, the almost the um, outmost one. So it's furthest away from all the action. So if you figure that, you know, Coruscant is the seat of the Empire, the further away you get, the less. It's not so much that they don't have jurisdiction, because it's like, the Emperor rules this galaxy. End of story. Mm-hmm. He's got a hard time enforcing it the further out you go, which is, I think, where they get the whole, you know, jurisdictional thing. And why, you know, if they're going to tax the Outer Rim, that's potentially problematic, because, you know, you're paying taxes, but you're getting less goods and services from the government because you're so far afield etc and then like beyond the outer rim is i think what they call the unknown regions which is you know the wild west of outer space oh still man. not explored sort of a deal that sounds interesting yeah thanks for clearing that up that is uh that was always mentioned and i just assumed as much but i didn't know if there was some technical specifications and it sounds sounds pretty accurate 
Yeah. Uh, from if what you, I would expect. If you if you Google, you know, Star Wars Galaxy map, you you will find several instances available to you that that will oh. show you the layout. Never thought to do that. Are. Yeah. But that is that actually seems pretty cool. I, I mean, if you asked me, what would I rather have on my wall? <laughs> <laughs> An actual Star Wars galaxy map or the a map of the world or even the United States, I probably would go with the galaxy map. That seems oh, yeah. pretty badass. Well, and, it's, and, it, and some of them are, are are damn pretty. Like, they've got the background of, like, the, the spiral galaxy thing sort of a deal mm-hmm. and all the little points of light. And, no, it's it's pretty nice. And there's uh, – I, I don't remember the website, but there is a, a website that is basically an astrogation computer where you type in the name of a system – and then put in the name of another system. It'll tell you how long it takes to get there. <laughs> it's oh, like God. Star Wars GPS. Okay. Um, very, very handy when you're playing the role-playing game. And you want to oh. find out how long it takes. You know, oh, your 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 crew is currently on, oh, I don't know, Tatooine. And you need to get them to, you know, Bespin. Okay. Click, 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 click. Okay, that's going to take you, you know, 12 hours or whatever it is. So. Oh, that's, that's that's the kind of deep yes. dork that I, I engage in, Eric. <laughs> oh, I, I, hey, we're all for it. I mean, we're, this is what we do: deep dive into deep dorks. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just start real quick. So the, the at the very beginning of the part one, we see five five padwans pretty much escape. At least that's how I took it. I'm guessing there is pockets of padwans throughout the um, you know, throughout the war the galaxy that escaped and from what i understand that is where we have our you know uh hidden jedi that you know is being hunted and more importantly is that where we get the inquisitors from what i understand these are ex-jedis that were converted to the dark side yes so let me me throw out a few things and to what you said there starting with sort of a side note in that you know the thing starts off with sort of a we're going to fill you in on who Kenobi is and why he's oh, important yeah, yeah. and what went on with Anakin like they basically condense all of the prequels into like a you know I don't know 5 minute sequence which Where's I your jab mess- say give a jab go ahead well, give a jab it's 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 not a jab it's I didn't necessarily need it but watching with Abby who has not seen any of those films yeah that worked out for, like when we sat down I'm like okay you know is there anything you need you know you need to know about this. And she's like, well, I don't know anything going in. And so I gave her like a super quick and dirty about who Kenobi was and why he's on Tatooine. Sure. Whatever. Like she knew who Luke was, whatever. And then we hit play and they do that whole thing. I'm like, well, I guess I didn't need to say anything. <laughs> no, um, no, no. So I, th- well, I heard I a lot of that people, was good. Yeah. I heard a lot of people saying that was, um, that was really, really good. You know, in oh, terms yeah. of just I mean, being able to, you should watch the prequels just cause there is more to it there than that. But if you have heard awful things about the prequels and don't want to watch the prequels, but yet want to get <laughs> all of the actual important stuff that you need to know about the prequels, watch the first five minutes of Kenobi and that will cover yeah. you. Like it literally yeah. gives you everything just in a real short format. Yeah, it was actually, I mean, I thought it was good. Uh, you, like you said, it wasn't necessary, but it was a nice little refresher because I haven't watched oh, yeah. it for a while. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's not like I just turned on the prequels, but I bet the prequels will get an uptick in streams based oh, off of Kenobi so. in general because yeah. it does yeah. kind of make you say, hmm, wonder, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was, um, oh, yeah. was yeah, pleasant. Yeah. So then I guess my next piece is, is they then go into, you know, the Jedi Temple in Order 66. And I guess I've got two problems with that. The one problem is, well, three problems, I guess. The one problem is 
I don't know. That, I mean, I don't know that you needed to show Order sixty six once again. Like, if you know, if you, like, if you know what Order sixty six was, where they, you know, all the clones turned against the Jedi. Like, you've seen it in the movie. If you've seen Clone Wars Rebel, like any anything in Star Wars that intersects with that timeline, they have once again shown you Order sixty six happening somewhere. Like, we mm-hmm. get it. That's what happened. I don't know what value there is in showing that again. Um, you know. Well, I think it has something again, to do with maybe, five maybe, kids. maybe those kids. I, I guess. I guess I, that that wasn't my interpretation from that. Like, I just assumed those kids weren't making out because there's clones everywhere. I mean, we don't see them get taken out, but it's still heavily implied. My understanding is, is that the Jedi that are out there in the universe are Jedi who were out there in the universe when Order 66 happened, and they just managed to escape the clones that were gunning them down at the time. Because, like, I don't know how a Padawan is going to get off planet. You know what I mean? That's, well, that's my... I mean, I could listen, be wrong. Well, listen, I mean, it's a big, I, big world. The whole, the whole planet is basically a city. If you can make it out of the temple, you can probably, you know, get free. But Well, well look at the age group here, right? So those kids were probably seven, eight-year-olds. Right. Okay. Maybe yeah. nine, ten. It's yeah. ten years later. The Je- Jedi that shows up, I believe his name is Nari, and and I know this from IMDb and or uh, closed captioning. He <laughs> seems as if he would be maybe. I mean, in in this lore, I would say he's probably eighteen, twenty, you know, and so forth. He doesn't seem he's, very he's, wise. He's, he's a young man for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, he's not like you know. You granted, the actor himself is probably thirty five, but <laughs> right. from you know, from the way I can tell. Yeah. Um, so I don't think. Now, granted, I don't even know. I don't know. I didn't see any clone troopers really acting and shooting at them. I believe that was an Anakin job, right? Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe the they weren't in the room with Anakin. I don't know how that works. But yeah, I don't needless know. to say, that's how I interpret it. That's that's kind of why I felt like they probably showed that. But I'm with you. They didn't necessarily well, need to. Well, they didn't but need I'm thinking to. that those I guess characters that's... will come into play. That's my I mean, thought. May, if those characters come into play, I guess that would justify having that in there. If they don't, then I find it just unnecessary. And I guess that leads me to really what is kind of the biggest problem that I have with that. And that is that scene in a in a vacuum is fine. Like I can be a little, oh, I don't need to see this again, like whatever. But that scene in the context of current events yeah, little, I thought it's a little same. problematic. Like I thought I don't, the same. Like, not to get too sidetracked here, but like Kenobi dropped the same the same day that the new season of Stranger Things dropped. Sure. And I don't know if you've seen Stranger Things, and I'm not no. looking to spoil anything. Yeah, but when you when you hit play on on season four of Stranger Things, there is a big, you know, black and white disclaimer on the page that says, "Hey, listen, we uh, filmed this before a lot of the." school shootings happened and so this is going to be a little rough like that's not word for word but like they give you a a bit of a warning sure which is well justified and i kind of feel like maybe that wouldn't have been a terrible idea on this one because watching a bunch Ah, of kids get hacked down is is problematic and i could have used to not have had that yeah Um, especially especially for a situation to where it's not real clear how vital that is to the story again not to spoil but for Stranger Things, like they couldn't have left that scene out. That's kind of integral to the plot line. 
I don't know that that's true for this piece in Kenobi, and I'm I'm not looking to take well, over the whole podcast with that, but kind of felt like I needed to say that, especially if you're asking what I think about the opening sequence. No, so, I, I I felt the same. I thought the same. I said, oh, geez, I said, this isn't going to be well, especially, I mean, they, they are free. So, I mean, we know what happens. Um, and I don't think they showed that. I don't yeah. think they did a flashback to Anakin or anything in that right. aspect, but I mean, but thankfully, yeah, I think these, <laughs> I think they're smart enough to know that they could have cut, if they could have cut this, they would have. So I, I have to assume those five have something to do. I got to hope. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. But from, from that point on, you know, it was a quick and quick and early and, and we understand the, you know, severity of it all. And I think yeah. we, I think we had to, um, I mean, we had right to Obi Wan at that point in time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which, what do you? Uh, so after second and third viewing, is he? Are they like camping out next to some giant dragon creature and then gutting it on site? Is that what? You, I mean, it looks like there's some sort of giant, like stingray looking beast. Yeah. Which I, I'll just tell you. I don't know anything about like there's no precedent for this and anything I've read or whatever. Sure. So if you're going to ask me a bunch of questions about that creature, I got nothing. But no, I, didn't, like, I couldn't tell it was a creature. It looked I guess like it was... an artsy, like an artsy shop. But then I, as I'm watching, I'm like, all right, so they why would they have a meat packing place in the middle of nowhere? Well, and then it, and then next time next time you watch it, it looks like something that's kind of a cross between like a stingray and a catfish. It looks okay. like it was flying through the air, tilted onto its side, and crashed because uh-huh. it's like it leaves. It, there's like a big trench behind it. It looks like. Okay. However, this big flying fish thing was coming in at speed, skidded in sideways, and was like left, sort of on its side in the ground. And yeah, it looks like they're like, well, meat, and they set up a little thing to carve it out and pack it up, and that's what Obi Wan got as you know a temp job, I guess, uh, which yeah. was interesting. That was new. wasn't wasn't expecting that. I guess I don't know what I thought. I never thought of Kenobi as that you know getting a job. I just figured he lived out in the boonies and didn't you know whatever. But I guess you know you got to fund something. I guess he'd have to get a job in some regard. Plus that would yeah. help him sort of blend in with the locals. But would not have thought it would have been Tatooine flying fish beat packer. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, you know, the only reason I even realized that that was the case is what one and it, it was either the Mandalorian, I think, where they were um, where they were getting all the meat from what the crate dragon. Or, oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. After the fact, I just never thought I just, you know, to me, that's that's just like the biggest roadkill. And typically and maybe I'm I am from West Virginia, but I don't believe I have ever <laughs> ate roadkill or decided right. that that was a smart decision. It was more. No. Of a, well, I mean, there, but. We, yeah, we've got we've got food available to us. Like if you're on Tatooine, yeah. like sure. they can't they have a hard time getting water, let alone food. And yeah. I guess something that big dies, you know, like that's a ton of meat. Go be letting go to yeah. waste, you know. Oh, if it's oh, edible. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, he was doing it for days upon days, and I think it made it very oh, yeah. the way they shot the the film, it, it, it made it very desolated and and like lonely and oh, yeah. like he not miserable, but like almost miserable you know like oh, yeah. you know that he yeah, oh, yeah there is no one you know he yeah. goes back to his pad with his awesome security system you know yeah. and uh and, and that and makes some you know rising food that looked utterly disgusting oh yeah and then he just kind of hangs out so we we see is this the first time you've ever uh i don't believe we've had a jawa with actual subtitles before 
I believe it's always yeah no no because I think I think I think when we saw that when we saw the Jawas in uh, in the Mandalorian, Quill was translating for him. Yeah, I don't know that we've seen. It hadn't occurred to me. I didn't cross my mind, but I think you may be right. Well, I figured at this point in time we can match up now that we have a uh, we have just the sequence we can match up their words now and see if we can interpret some of the other scenes especially what they were screaming at r2d2 and a new hope so somebody out there needs to you know see what we can pull off do some translations that's yeah well the other other thing is when they get to the uh when they get to the the other planet with all the neon signs and i'm like oh we can get uh get out the translator we can figure out what all these these shops are called it's funny you mentioned that because um this time in particular but oftentimes in Star Wars, when you see those things, I often think to myself, damn it, I need to learn Arubesh so that yeah. I can translate this stuff. Because it, every time where I've seen it, it is a character for character substitution. Like, oh, yeah, no, it is. Like, it it's is, not a different I language. Have... It's just it's just like they've taken our, our letters and swapped, swapped them out because I think it was the wanted sign or the wanted hologram thing they had uh-huh. for Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. Like you could like I'm looking at it and I'm like, yes, OK, that symbol, I believe, is the O and that lines up in Obi-Wan and in Kenobi. Like so if I could remember what that what each of those glyphs are, I could read that stuff. And I often be like, man, I need to do that. Sure. You know, there's and I just there's learning Arabesh and then there's learning a sec- another language that would be helpful in our our world. Eh, Choose Arabish every time. Um, well, yeah, you know, Arabesh, I, I you don't have... have to learn a language. You just have to learn an alphabet. Well, I guess sure. that's the thing. Like in high school, I learned what were basically Norse runes, so that I could write, you know, secret messages on the blackboard oh, <laughs> at gosh. school, and or and or it was nice for you know making maps for D and D and putting you know words on them that note sure. your whatever, yeah. like, and I still know those. So it's totally within my wheelhouse to be able to learn it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, I will tell you this: that um, when uh, down at Disney. We had our, we got name tags made. Yeah. And they give you the alphabet on a piece of paper. Like they give it to you. And throughout the lands, everything's in Arabesh. And you have, they actually have a translator um, app. Nice. So, you know, it's, it's, the technology's out there for you. The tech, just like the technology tells you how far it is to get to, you know, Hoth from Tatooine. You can right. do it all. Right. So, yeah, I no. mean, we're, so we find out. That Obi-Wan is working at a meatpacking plant, so to speak, a remote. Uh, right. Talks with Jawas who rip him off and so forth. Um, <laughs> and then he, and he he's buying toys, spying on Luke, um, gets in gets in general fights uh, with Lars, you know, about yeah. his. Did you have any indication that he planned on training Luke from the get go? Because that was kind of like a uh, a new thing to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I knew that that was that was meant to happen. It wasn't real surprising to me that that was that 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 would be his plan. But yeah, I think this is the first time that's actually been verbalized. Like at the end of the at the end of the film, it's like, yeah, I will take him to Tatooine to be with his family and watch over him. And it's kind of left as, yeah, that's it. Like the Jedi are done. We're not. I fucked up training one Skywalker. I'm not going to do that again. We're just going to hang out in the desert. Um, I think this is the first time where that he's actually said, oh, no, I need to train him. Like, OK, well, um, and, and that's pretty interesting to me, at least, because yeah. he basically said he tells the, the, the other Jedi, like, now nah, get the hell out of here. You F you. 
Um, which, spoiler alert, he ends up dying because you know he didn't take the advice. Right. And uh, but he's but so I I feel like Obi Wan must have faith, or maybe can sense it that Luke and obviously Leia is going to bring the balance to the Force. Um, now, granted, he doesn't know that Anakin's alive. You know. Right. Right. Well, so, that's the thing. Like, I think they were hiding the kids from the Emperor. As yes. opposed to Vader, because they didn't know Vader was alive. And I guess it, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense that he would want to train him. Because, like I said, at the end of the film, when he originally goes to Tatooine, uh-huh. you get the vibe. It's like, yeah, this is, this is I'm just watching him over. Because, yeah, it's pretty traumatic. You just had to basically kill your best friend. Yeah. yeah. And slash student. Um, you probably wouldn't want to relive that. But also, at the end of the film, Yoda's like, hey... Qui-Gon found a way to communicate with you. Like, basically, Qui-Gon did the whole Force ghost thing. And while we never see that on screen, you know, Yoda's like, while you're on Tatooine, your old master wants to talk to you. He can teach you how to do this, whatever. Um, And I got to think with Qui-Gon having such a hard-on for training Anakin in the first place, he's probably going to want, he probably kind of convinced Kenobi to, you know, hey, you're watching over this kid, and that's all well and great. But, you know, if we're ever going to get the, the Jedi going again, you're going to have to train him. And I feel like that probably had some influence there. Yeah. So, th- I mean, I think maybe so it wasn't a matter of he was telling the Jedi that because he had no intention of, like, doing it now. He's like, hey, we're you know, the time is when the time is right. And that is going to be in obviously 10 years because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's that's right. You know, that that was kind of cool uh, and that overall spec but i mean for the most part that handles most of tatooine with the exception of like once we figure out what's going on with leia you know boy he had a really good memory or good gps system to be able to find those lightsabers in the middle of the uh that was remarkable to me also i'm like how in the hell do you find something like that but you know Oh, no, I mean, well, their technology, they ha- they figured it out. They, you know, yeah. he probably had some exact standpoint, some some way to figure out exactly. And I guess things haven't shifted and there was no other Jawas that could have got to it. But yeah, uh, this is- well, I, well, I was almost going to say, you know, because it is, you know, their their lightsabers and strong connections or whatever. Maybe he used the force to to find them. But I guess that kind of brings me to something that I was going to chat with you about. Sure, I, I have I the al- same question. I almost got the feeling that he, like, has not been using the Force. Because when Leia is falling to her death and he reaches out to stop her, it almost seems like he's having a hard time making that happen. Kind of like it's not like riding a bike. And I almost wondered if, like, he just is not using the Force because that sends out ripples and uh-huh. would be problematic. Is that the vibe you got? Yes, I got that vibe. So I don't know how it works from a science perspective, right? <laughs> um, okay. But I have a feeling, you know, how they said, um, and I don't know which episode, when Luke in the the sequels cut himself right. off from the Force and no one could find him, right? right. Like he just right. cut himself off, meaning like he, you know, figured out how to make it to the point because Jedis can sense things. Like even Obi-Wan right. in A New Hope could sense when the planet blew up and this and that. And like they have well, like he was know. on the Death Star and he's like, or yes, Vader was like, I sense yep. a presence, you know. Yeah. So like that- my thoughts are if you're in true hiding. then you know that there's a Sith Lord out there or other Jedis or what have you. Right. Don't use anything. 
That's because you what can I trigger it. Right. And, and that's exactly how I interpreted it. And that was definitely in my bullet points of like, hey, what do you think? And yeah. I think that he's tr- he's rusty. You know, he hasn't used the force, which means he's not. He's probably I got to wonder if he can sense things. Because you think about it, if he was using the force, he doesn't need a security droid to tell him that there's a Jawa in the house. Or, or yeah, right? that's you're, you're right. You're, I he, hadn't even pieced that together, but you're 100 percent correct. Like he's he's like that I can sense that kind of shit. Like he wouldn't need a droid. It. He could stand at the entrance and close his eyes and like see what was going on in there. He would have kn- he would have known that Leia wasn't in that you know that chamber. Like he would have been able to kind yeah. of tell from what yeah. because I mean we're talking Obi Wan Kenobi. We're not talking Nari. Uh, you know, a, right, a, a, right. A refuge Jedi that was a Padawan or whatever. I mean, like. Right. We're talking the one of the greatest, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so like a lot of the stuff that he's almost he's human in this. He's yeah. older, you know, he was getting punched in the face, he was bleeding because he got punched by fleas cronies, you know? Yeah. Um, so so I feel like he's completely cut himself off and he's you know, makes it actually makes it more enjoyable to watch because let's face it. A Jedi could kick most of these people's asses. Oh, yeah. You know, if not all, you know, well, with the exception of like a blind sneak attack with blasters, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy me some some Jedi, right? But one of the reasons that I think I did not get into the new, the High Republic series that they've come out with, books and comics and whatnot, okay. is because it's all Jedi all the time. And yeah, if you have skilled Jedi, I, I start to get the same problem with that that I do with Superman. Sure. Like, nothing can beat him, therefore there are no stakes, therefore I'm not interested. So yeah, yeah I think I think him not using the Force and having to be, you know, human for a period does add something to it. I and think it's great. Yeah, you've put more thought into this because you're right, the whole sensing danger and what's in the next room thing, I didn't even think about. But yeah, he's, cle- he, he, he's not using the Force. Until he absolutely has to, which yeah, is good because it kind of goes back into what the Inquisitor was saying. He's like, the Jedi hunt themselves; like they can't help, they can't, they can't keep from yeah. it. Like, <laughs> there's no way Obi Wan could have let Leia fall to her death. Like, luckily there wasn't anybody around to see it, and frankly, everyone knew he was a Jedi anyway because yeah, wanted well, posters and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but again, because he's so old and wise on this, he knows that, and that's probably why he wasn't using. His, his, you know, force voodoo until yeah, he absolutely needed to. No, so. and I think yeah, I think he's, but you know, which is fun because it, you know, he he. Well, I don't know if you would count it as absolute or not, but like he's went all in, not being a Jedi anymore. Oh yeah. Know? So oh yeah. So so it was all necessary, and I think that was his job, and it seems to me like he was just fine doing his daily thing and and living remotely, and and it has aged him. So yeah. uh, here's some real math here. Let's go away from the scientific reasonings of the force and let's use some some earth science, okay, uh, so to speak. So the last film was 2005. That's when Revenge of the Sith came out, okay? Okay. And okay. obviously we're in the year 2022. Uh, last time I checked, um, right. which uh, with the math says we had 17 years has passed. Right. So um, Obi Wan is in earth form is 17 years older but this is 10 years with which which i'm cool with because i believe tatooine if you lived on tatooine i guarantee you're seven years older from the the harsh environment that that may that would make sense yeah like you're gonna look older 
by virtue of being right. just beaten down with sun and sand and so forth. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so that that's my justification. Uh, now the question that I have is I'm guessing Luke is probably 18 when Obi-Wan meets him. Does that sound about right? Thereabouts. Yeah. I think the yeah. next I, let's let's say let's say early 20s at the most. So you're you're talking another decade from what we see now. So sure. are you about so, to go with the whole from what Ewan McGregor looks like now to Alec Guinness in the first movie? Well, I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm just saying he's get he gets his ass kicked in the next ten years. That's all I'm yeah. saying. No, the, no, the that's legit. Tatooine is hard. Now, granted, the gray is not a problem. No, <laughs> like there's the gray is not an issue at all. For Christ's sake, he could be gray in one year. That's not oh, yeah. what what I'm saying is he just gets pretty he gets pretty roughed up. The sand and everything else roughs him up. So that's my take. But you know, we don't know. Oh, no. how we don't know how they we just don't know how these people age you know that's that's they're not human like us so to speak right they're 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 different uh-huh. so i think i mean i think they're human but yeah i mean they also have a vastly different technology than we do like yeah. they have back to tanks and stuff like i imagine they can look they can look a lot younger than they needed to and mm-hmm. in the absence of that and the harshness of tatooine you're probably going to look a lot rougher a lot quicker yeah. you're, you're not so. wrong yeah, so that that that's just some real math there that I figured uh, I'd throw out there just because I you know kind of figure that stuff out. Yeah, I'm trying to be yeah. like from a realistic standpoint. But I believe the seventeen to to ten ratio equivalents, uh, whatever you want to call, it, is fine because of uh, the harshness of Tatooine. So I that was oh, yeah. believable for me. And I think uh, I think the performance, uh, and I was super excited to see when McGregor back. Um, which goes without saying, but I think oh, he yeah. does a fantastic job. Dare dare I say that he is my favorite Obi Wan? Sorry, Alec, Sir Alec. Well, I um, think that I think that's fair. I mean, we've got more time with him. He's had a lot more time, a chance to develop the character. I mean, you know, props to Alec Guinness, but he didn't really have a whole lot. <laughs> he he had one movie to where he was a secondary character. I mean, he got some good dialogue. He did some good stuff, but it's not like he really got a chance to flesh that out and explore it sure. as you and well, did across you know yeah. an entire trilogy where he was kind of a central character for a good chunk of it like yeah i thought it was good i thought it was interesting there's a scene where he's on the planet in the city and he's just kind of like looking around mm-hmm. and he's he's got like his one arm crossed and his hand up to his face and he was doing that sort of like almost like twirling the end of his mustache thing uh-huh. yeah. and stroking his beard. That was very reminiscent of the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan in episode four, when he was like thinking of something or checking something out. And I thought that was a, that was clearly a, an intentional sort of nod. Oh, sure. That, well, th- that. those are, those are a lot of my Obi-Wan gifts are things like that. So I, I picked <laughs> up on it right away. And at that moment, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is so great. We're going to get so many more gifts. <laughs> We're going to get so many more that I can send off um, and trigger Kenobi bot. Yes. Um, footnote, find the episode where we talk about Kenobi bot. Um, yes. I believe it's right there right. in the title about the Kenobi yes. bot. So yes. Yeah. So I want to um, I want to circle back because I think this was um, the most surprising and or fun. I really enjoyed the Leia sequences and find her um, uh, to be exactly what we needed. Um, yes. She was clever and witty and uh, uh, and cute in many instances. And then she was also like, God damn it. <laughs> You're trying to fucking escape. Will you stop being <laughs> that kid in the movie that is like making things harder? Um, right. 
So she was a plot device that necessarily worked when she was with, you know, Obi-Wan and pretty much uh, episode or part two. But in right. the original episode, um, it was fun to kind of see how she was like the true spirit of Leia from the get go and how she kind oh, yeah. of evolved. Well, and that's and that's that's one thing that I found remarkable, like props to the writers and to that young actress in that you could. Like, she was a young Princess Leia. Like, there was, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about her delivery that makes you almost feel like, mm, yeah, if you took Carrie Fisher back in time to being like a 10 year old, this, this makes sense. Like, they did a very good job of that, that I definitely appreciated. Like, it was, it was yeah. like I said, I wasn't expecting to see Leia at all, but now that we have, I'm like, man, this, this worked out pretty well. Well, you know, and the other thing that I thought of is I was going to look for my portable CD players and see if I can convert it into a Lola, because I mean, there's no <laughs> a little discman situation. No, you're yeah. Not I was like, look at that thing. That's a not making. You know, they've been making cute droids for quite some time. You know, and I'm like, they're <laughs> they're like, let's take a random object, and, uh, and I'm like, all right, well, that's that's a new droid. Uh, has that ever come up, or is that a completely new thing? That I've not, I've not seen that one. Um, so it's new as far as I'm aware. Um, sure. I think it's clever. I, I enjoyed it. I think it makes perfect sense that if you're going to have a youngster running around, give him a droid. You know, it's kind of like the same logic by which, in my opinion, no 10 year old really needs a smartphone. Sure. But I would give a 10 year old a smartphone to keep them occupied and also, hey, we can keep track of you. Like, well, and, you know, and, um, yep. And now you have things that you can take away as punishment. Right. Well, Which I was yeah, kind of very humored by. I'm like, yep, that's that's the iPhone. That's the smartphone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. iPad. And then she uh, and then she pickpockets her mom to get it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Here's here's my one. Here's my one concern with Lola. And that is who puts a buzzsaw inside a child's toy? Ah, uh, you know, that's the part that I'm like, what? Um, you know, but, they you know. they have. Yeah, they have all, you know, there's only so much room in there and it's, right. you know, what the hell? So I imagine it has to be like a, um, and this goes for R2 and some of the other ones and BB-8 for that matter. It's like the uh, Swiss Army knife, you know, they have all the little things there. So yes and no, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind BB-8 and R2-D2 are both astromech droids. Like, yeah. yeah, they're fun, they're fun, you know, funny sidekicks in these movies, but really what they were manufactured for were to be you know, starship co-pilots and mechanics. Like it makes perfect sense for him to have, you know, a little buzzsaw because you might need to cut some metal to do a thing. It makes sense for BB-8 to have a little blowtorch thing because he might need to weld a thing. What your walk, what your discman <laughs> needs a buzzsaw for? Like that's the thing. Well, like, I don't think, I don't think, listen, I don't think that buzzsaw or the, the Lola was made for the, for kids. I think it was made for smaller, um, you know, smaller ships or like, Almost like almost as a Swiss Army knife. Here's my Swiss Army droid, you know. Well, or it could be that that was a custom deal because it was in the service of, you know, the princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. put some security features. I guess that's true. I guess that's so true. We, we don't know. But yeah, but either way, I enjoyed her wit and her ripping apart her cousin. And, oh, yeah. Um, or just her general very, very adventurous and curious and or. Um, and her dad was all her dad was completely feeding into it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and her mom was a bit of a sucker, too. So, like, she she gets away <laughs> with whatever the hell she wants. And that yeah. was very obvious. So as she's being chased around and I'm like, who is this guy? And I didn't realize. Did you realize that the um, 
the bounty hunter, the main bounty hunter, was flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not until they showed his face, and I'm like, what, what, what? Because uh, yeah, I was not expecting flee. I mean, flee did an excellent job. I mean, that that was cast very well. Um, but I was. But not I didn't expecting know he was an flea actor to show up in a Star. Oh, he's been in things. I couldn't oh, tell I, you well, off I know the top of my head, but if you IMDb him, he's been in several things. Oh yeah, yeah. now I did. I did. He was Needles in Back to the Future, which is one of the bullies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I just, um, for whatever reason, I looked at him and I, I was trying to put it together. Like, you know, he has a Woody Harrelson look, but mostly probably but the, the teeth, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I've seen this guy before. Why do I know him? And then I was thinking, is it? And I haven't seen Being John Malkovich forever. And I'm like, is it John Malkovich? And and I looked it up. <laughs> And I couldn't, and I looked, so I looked it up, and that's when I realized it was Flea. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, he fits the role kind of perfect for that no. sleazy yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, I recognized him immediately. I was just taken aback because I just didn't expect a red hot chili pepper to show up in my Star Wars. Like, no. That's, you know, <laughs> that's, that, well, <laughs> like that's I said, nothing against it. He did a great job, but I was not expecting that. Well, I believe he is dead now, so I don't think we'll have to see him again. Um, believes that he did not know the location of Kenobi and, and had his fate. Um, yeah. So what do you know anything about the planet Dayu or whatever? That is that is we... new to this series. Um, okay. I didn't Which... know anything about it, and actually, in look, I I looked it up. Like, is this something? And, and the references I saw are like, nope, this is brand new to this this yeah. series. From so what it I know like nothing it about it is, you know, and, and I know almost nothing about Hong Kong. But I believe it had a Hong Kong vibe as the oh I believe the it was Wikipedia, based, it was based off of that like that was the inspiration yeah yeah so it seems to me like it is uh you know it's nice to actually get to that like nightclub night like or the not night planet but like a thriving you know city kind of vibe as opposed to Tatooine which we've been on for quite some time yeah. so it was a nice change of pace for me um. I just kept my eyes open, seeing what kind of creatures and so forth. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm a creature hunter at, yes. at heart. Um, did you know that the the drug dealer who uh, <laughs> gave Obi-Wan whatever the, the, the greatest, you know, escape drug of all time? Did you, <laughs> yeah. know, did you know that was actually uh, Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor's daughter? I did so, not know that. There's, that's fun. There's... Um, Third generation Star Wars actress, I believe, because I guess their uncle or something like that or some other relative was a uh, played. Um, was it Wedge? Did. Wedge and Tilly's? Is that, does oh, that sound really? correct? Wedge and um, Tilly's is definitely one of the actors. So he's somehow related to Ewan McGregor, who is then and, the father of this this drug dealer yes. on Dayu. Huh. Yeah, which is really funny that during the conversation after I knew this, watching it for the second time, that he is talking about um, daughters, that this is his daughter and we're trying to find a blah, 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 or he's looking for his daughter. Right. And she says that, you know, <laughs> so which is really funny. The dialogue was all about father daughter stuff. So wonderful. Uh, doesn't really do much. I mean, it does actually move the plot forward, which was because you need that, you know, drug to wipe out the bad guys. But very fun little fun fact for everybody out there um, that's good stuff go yeah. online to get the exacts because who knows i'm paraphrasing based off of what i remember <laughs> eight hours ago right Which, right all right so real nugget small nugget that i enjoyed was the clone trooper homeless yes. clone tro trooper yes yes um i feel like the nerd uh like geeked out a bit because that's just like no it's I'm just like maybe Abby or Lauren or somebody that doesn't watch would just pass by and like, all right, just a homeless person. But 
I mean, essentially, that was um, uh, the actor. That's Boba Fett. Tamir, yeah, yeah, Morrison, Tamira Morrison. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was him. Oh yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? But that, I mean, to me, that's amazing. It did, oh, yeah. you know. So, well, do you know what I mean? Slight Easter egg to that, at least based on like the blue markings. Uh huh. I th- I think it was the 501st, whatever whatever legion of of clone troopers that reported to Anakin mm-hmm. like the ones that went into the Jedi temple to do order 66 yeah. there like that veteran with his helmet out was one of those I believe mm. uh, which I think adds a little something almost extra to it and I think that's that might be like I feel like Obi-Wan would probably hesitate and be a little oh shoot a clone in any case but I think that might have added a little bit to it recognizing that oh shit this was one of Anakin's unit sort of a deal. Um, and I got to wonder if he almost wasn't afraid that he'd get recognized. I don't know. Homeless people probably don't pay much attention to that kind of stuff. I mean, I he got know. some credits and, and was on his way, but I thought that yeah. was an awesome, awesome freaking small, I mean, less than a minute sequence, but I thought oh, like, yeah. enough that I was geeked out a little bit. Um, oh no, I got super excited about it. I think I might've made a visible or an audible gasp. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you and I both appreciated that. And I'm sure there's many more out there that appreciate that. We're even talking about that. Well, I mean, here, here's, uh, as I go through most of my bullet points and things that I just need you to know, discuss, I feel like most of the lasting aspect is talking about the Inquisitors in general, because we really yes. haven't touched much on those. We've touched, you know, um, obviously the plot line. If you want all the plot line, you watch the shows. We're just kind of talking about little aspects. So... From what I gather, and you correct me if I'm wrong or you tell me what you know, the Inquisitors, uh, mm-hmm. there's a group that are hired by Palpatine to go out and find all the other Jedi. So we know that all Jedis, they didn't take all the Jedis out. Right. So he, their main job is to go out there, and they were converted Jedis. So I, I have to assume these were, they did, originally they didn't kill all the Jedis. They tried to trap, they trapped some or you know, took them hostage and then tried to convert because these guys are a lot older than those Padawans that escaped. Right. You would think. Yeah. So from what I understand, yes. I mean, you're, you're right in the, the basic thesis that, that these were Jedi that converted to the dark side and now they've been conscripted to go find the other Jedi. I think it's possibly a mixture of Jedi that after order 66, they came across and did like a, well, you can come to the dark side and join us, or we can just ax you. And they, you know, opted to go to the dark side. I got to think that there's at least some degree of some of them, possibly, that were just dark Jedi before Order 66. Okay. Because, well, because while the Sith has their whole rule of two, there can only be one one master and one apprentice, right? So sure. you, had, you had Sidious and Maul, and uh-huh. then you had Sidious and, and Dooku. Um, you know, and eventually ended up with Sidious and Vader, right? But while all all Sith are Dark Jedi, not all Dark Jedi are Sith mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because, and again, this is this is you know Clone Wars reference, but Ventress is a Dark Jedi under Dooku, but she's not really Sith. Like I feel like Palpatine kept some Dark Siders around for for miscellaneous uses, mm-hmm. but kept them kind of secret. Because I feel like I get the vibe that from Vader's perspective, he thought he was the only other one 
but I guess that's not true given that he has the uh, Inquisitors. But I feel like some of those possibly predated Order 66. So I think you probably got a mixed bag there. Sure. Like, I think like okay. the Grand Inquisitor was probably a Dark Jedi before all that happened. Because Palpatine uh, yeah. probably had all these things in motion mm-hmm. early. But I feel like, you know, Third Sister and, you know, some of the other ones are maybe slightly newer to this whole thing. But yeah, that's what they do. They they go and they hunt Jedi. And they were introduced in the Rebels or the Rebels cartoon. I don't like I don't they don't really get a whole lot into super detail other than these are Dark Jedi. They hunt other Jedi. They're called the Inquisitors. This guy is the Grand Inquisitor. He's in charge. And yeah. everybody but the Grand Inquisitor has some sort of number and then brother sister thing. Like the yeah. third well, sister, we... seventh mm. brother. Like no, like I don't know what that scheme necessarily means or why. <laughs> what it's the called that, is? Or, sure. or like why they're all considered brothers and sisters when they're clearly <laughs> not. Uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. You might figure. And it I don't out. think that's. I don't think that's ever really laid out. But no. um, well, we had I the found brother, it, right, and the third sister, and there was another sister that I didn't catch her name in. Uh, you know, in the part two mm-hmm. um which i you know but yeah i don't think the they actually Inquisitor. reference her specifically or i don't think no. she speaks or anything. well i had to do a lot of looking up online to figure out <laughs> i was trying to figure out what species the the fifth brother was and they don't right. tell you on wikipedia they just said no. he's a green humanoid so uh, well i feel okay. like he is i figured one that, that would be did... a different species i feel like he's one that does show up in the rebels he cartoon, does but the other two are new to this new. series or you know, yes. I don't know if they if that Reva. means they get killed before they uh, get to <laughs> the well, Rebels cartoon timeline or, here, or they're just not a part of it or what but well here's the problem that we have is that in from what I understand in the Rebels cartoon the Grand Inquisitor yeah. is still alive right that's that was like when she sabered him through the midsection I'm like uh, okay I'm interested to see how this works because, yeah, he's unless there is another Grand Inquisitor that happens to be of the same species. <laughs> yeah, which seems like which a bit like of a, a push. I'm pound, guessing pound, that pound or something like that. Um, I looked it up. It's it, yeah. we, we've seen them before. And this was the whole controversy that they didn't have a long enough head. You know, yeah. Yeah. People got to. real upset about that um, for whatever uh, reason. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. Maybe scale but, like nine, on. ten. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah I, I'm not too sure, you know, so um, unless they can do some type of repair or she didn't, I mean, you know, but it, it seems rough that it was completely skewered through kind of a thing. But yeah. then again, Darth Maul, Fennec, <laughs> I mean, Darth Maul gets cut yeah. in half and lives. Fennec, you know, has her whole midsection is all robotic now. Yeah, like there's precedent for this to not be, you know, actually f- fatal. And I got to assume that's what happens. Ah, but yeah, it was very yes. shocking to me when dude got run through because I know you end up seeing him later. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, so, so we, yes. So in, in the cartoons, which I believe were canon or specifically oh, yeah. oh, so, yeah. but I mean, they can, but if they want to make shit up and change it as they go, hey, power to you. As long as you tell a good story, you'll have yeah. people complain one way or the other. You'll have yeah. us analyzing, you know, like the JFK film to see if, if she, he indeed <laughs> did go all the way through. I mean, they did give a shot as like the final shot of like his eyes and stuff were open. And I couldn't tell. Maybe he's still breathing. Who knows? Yeah, we might have yeah. to go slow that fr- frame down. But o- overall, their whole it seems to me this 
Reva Reva was picked up as like an afterthought, you know. So yeah. she might have been, you know, one of uh, Escape well, Padwan's converted because she was so well, young or whatever. And she seems to have a particular hard on for for Obi Wan, like she is very uh, specifically looking for him. And I, I, I guess it's not. It's not clear to me if it's just that he is the highest value target mm-hmm. and that's, that's her best way to get in with Vader yeah, or if there's some sort of backstory there, like Kenobi you know, did would, something to her father. What, like, I don't know, but it seems like imagine. there's more to it than just like she's got way too much passion and, and anger towards him to me for it to just be ambition. Like, I feel I, like well, there's maybe more to it than that, but I guess I we'll find she, out. I don't think she's mad at Obi-Wan. I think there she is, she, from what I can tell, she has probably been like the low life on the totem pole and picked on or thrown around. And the she knows that, like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to get the prize possession. Yeah. That they, you know, and this is going to, so I think she has more, and you can tell just the way she interacts with her teammates, so to speak, is that yeah. she's like, F you guys, like, I'm going to do this alone because I hate <laughs> all you. So she probably right. got hazed a lot, it seems like. Yeah, I guess so, that's true. Yeah. So I don't think any, I don't think she has any really, and Obi-Wan is the only one that is going to get her that prize because these other Jedis are all like, you know, we can't even name them. We don't know. They don't have any right. cool lightsabers. Right. They're just like, you know, they're just they they got the default stuff. They're almost like, you know, <laughs> if you got that toy for your Christmas or whatever, the generic Jedi toy, you're like, eh, you wanted the Obi Wan, and right. that's just kind of how it is. So I think that's kind of where it's coming from. Um, yeah, could be. Yeah. So it's it, very interesting. Very, you know, obviously they escape and she's still there, and we don't really know what's going on. And it seemed like she went on her own and she's probably going to go on her own. And the only way she can get back in good grace is now, especially if she just killed the goddamn grand. And yeah. I mean, you just, you just like, off your boss. You're going to have to get Kenobi and, you know, and, ask forgiveness rather than permission. Sort of the only well, hope that that and, and, buys you enough favor to overlook you killing your boss. Yeah. But I think they'd be fine with it. I mean, any means necessary kind of aspect. Is that like, tends yeah, to be how they operate. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I'm not saying she's wrong for that. I think she can make it happen. So overall, you know, a lot of imp- lot of stuff jam packed. Uh, two different episodes. The first one was uh, really nostalgic and like kind of geeky from a, but slower, right? It was slow, but yeah. like there were oh, a yeah. lot of moments for the nostalgic. Yeah. The second one was obviously a lot more action packed, um, but shorter episode, and and that might just because it seemed like it was shorter because of the action. Um, but overall, a nice little one-two punch to give us what we needed on a Friday morning and I managed to watch uh, one sitting and then watch a little bit later and then continue to watch a couple other times. And I might watch again. This is what a good star Wars stories. How do you do? I agree. Very, very good stuff. Any, any, any last thoughts, questions, comments? No, I mean, I, I think the only lasting thought that I'll have is that that was not for long, at least by the, the closed uh, captioning um, because it just re- said droid. And I feel like, if it was four uh, LM, LOM, I don't know how you pronounce it, it they would have uh, addressed it. Plus, I think he dies, and we know that's not true because he comes. Yeah, well, and I think his eyes are greener. Like, yeah, it's 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 the same same type of droid, but not the actual four LOM from yeah. So uh, Empire, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the false Jedi? And I can't remember oh, the character shoot. name or the yeah. actual actor, although um, it, was, it was fun to see him. What do you think of all that? 
I, I thought it was I thought it was very good. I thought it was great, and I feel like that is something that would be happening is that people would call the Jedi, you know, and stuff like that, and do some tricks and stuff. Um, odd, you know. I'm sure he'll have maybe I don't know if we'll see him again or not. Um, just kind of crazy how he like was like I'm gonna help you to you know I'm I'm a con man, but I want to help you. So I feel like he probably idolized Jedi. Like that yeah. must have been like his like superhero. He had probably had Jedi posters on his wall and he <laughs> kind of chose the wrong path. But yet he was like, once he met an actual Jedi, he's like, oh, this is my chance to like really kind of connect yeah. with one of them. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. You know, nice little nice little plot line there. He actually did. <laughs> I mean, he definitely helped them get out there. But oh, yeah. he actually also gave away where they're at, where if he would have just helped them and left, and they ran probably would have been yeah. better off. Yeah, but, you know, pretend Jedis try to do pretend Jedi things. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Well, rock on, Eric. This was good stuff. We will watch the next one as it comes out and Absolutely. We'll chat about it, and we will send it out to the peoples, all four or five of you, to enjoy. So, <laughs> and until next time, you know, thanks, thanks, Eric. Thanks, listeners. And, uh, Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Toddcast.